to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Nate Ulrich. A little bit about Nate. He's a full-time investor and founder of Red Elm Capital. And previously he was a small business owner for 10 years. And after exiting that venture, real estate has become his primary focus. So welcome to the show, Nate. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Eileen. I'm excited. So could you share a little bit more about yourself with the listeners, your background and how you got started in real estate? Sure. So for about 10 years of my life, I own some nutrition stores in the Midwest. Right now I'm located in Nebraska. At the beginning of when I owned those stores, I was up in Madison, Wisconsin. And it was a great experience, you know, being an owner of a small business and having employees and, you know, just experiencing all that, building a team. And I really got interested in real estate about that same time. So my first investment was in 2013. And after that first one, it was a retail building and um, I still have it. The the way the industry went with uh, the nutrition stores that I had, me and my business partner decided to exit in 2018. And at that time, I had two sons and my daughter was born in 2016 she was born with a genetic disease that causes her to have seizures. And so she's been down to Houston a few times to Children's and we go to the Children's Hospital in Cincinnati and she'll need lifelong care. And it really has changed, you know, my family's life and and kept us on our toes. But with her being born in 2016 and then exiting those stores, I was really at a fork in the road where I needed to figure out what I was going to do. And also kind of that made the situation a little uh, stickier was with all the care that my daughter needed. My wife was staying home because she's on the phone quite often with doctors and she takes her to therapies and things like that. And so it was up to me to be the breadwinner and provide for the family. And I really had to, you know, look within myself and figure out the best way that I could provide and and not make mistakes that, you know, it was just kind of a high stress time. And having been invested in real estate since 2013, I also tried doing single family homes for a while. And that was a little tricky. Uh, There weren't that many available. And after really educating myself and clarifying my goals, I feel like those two things really put me in the right direction of knowing what to look for and how to go after it. So very similar to a lot of other people out there. I'm sure, you know, you really just devour every podcast you can get your hands on and, and read all the books, you know, all the popular ones. And uh, I think something else, you know, the relationships as far as with investing, I do brokerage uh, for my daytime job as well, but I started attending meetups and meeting a lot of other investors. And I feel like that, you know, just flipped the switch. I got the bug and I, and I couldn't, you know, turn away from it. And so, Shortly thereafter, started investing in, in multifamily, and that has really impacted my life and turned everything around and just the benefits that I'm sure you're aware of. And, and I talk to my investors now about the benefits of investing. Uh, so that path of, of having nutrition stores and then 
investing in apartments and and now here I am with my company Red Elm Capital and and helping others get educated and really clarifying their goals and figuring out their why because just from firsthand experience I I know without doing that you don't really have the motivation and drive to, to go after uh, whatever you're going after. Oh yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And yeah. like you know, being parents myself, you know, I can't even imagine being in your type of situation, but you know, it's your children, you're going to give them conditional love, whatever they need. And you're trying to do whatever you can in order to support them and give them the resources that they need to be comfortable, to be, to be successful in life, to thrive in whatever way they can. And I typically like to ask this question at the end, but I think it's really important at this point in time, you know, to kind of get into it a little bit more, but with real estate investing, how has that been able to help you enable you to provide for your daughter or for your family and your wife? How has real estate investing like impacted your life and and allowed you to be able to do that? Right. So just, you know, the simple fact of I'm not at a W-2 job where I'm trading my time for money. Um, I am active in, in some of my joint venture projects that I'm on, but um, a lot of my other investments are passive syndications or I have a passive role in it. And so, you know, you're not the one actually replacing the toilet or retenanting the building or doing those types of jobs. So you can really scale a lot faster. And it's all about being smart and making the best decisions and not having to exert yourself and actually put time and energy into something. It's just, just the how beautiful it is, you know, of, of how it's set up where you're, you're able to, to make money. And, you know, after those investments are out there for a while, and I'm kind of at this point or a little past it now, where if you're doing value add type of projects, you're able to refinance and get your money back. And then you can roll that into another project or do whatever you would like with the money. But um, just having that hands-off availability of being able to make money and not, you know, clocking in somewhere or having to trade your time for it. Absolutely. It's giving you, it sounds like it's helped to give you some more freedom to be able to spend it where you'd like to spend it and be able to be flexible in where you are, you know, throughout the day. Right. Yep. hundred percent. So one of the things that you also mentioned earlier was finding your big why. And so for you, did you always know what your big why was and how did that kind of develop over time? Right. So I probably pretty similar to a lot of people, other people out there. But just my family, and, and I think with the birth of my daughter, that really drove the point home where you know time is so valuable, and if you are able to set your life up and you know design your lifestyle or be smart about it, you can do these investments and still be able to pay your expenses and pay your bills. And then with my specific you know situation, being able to do that since my wife unable to uh, work right now. But knowing that it's for my family and and having that extra time is just a great feeling. So for you, Nate, what are you focusing on now in terms of real estate and what are you focused on in the space? Right now, I am busy putting out a lot of videos on LinkedIn. That's kind of my platform of of choice right now and being on great podcasts like this one with you, Eileen, and just getting the word out there. You know, there are, I have access to uh, deals here in the Midwest and I've helped people invest to date. And now I'm just trying to spread the word and spread my story and, and let people know of the successes that, that I've had and give that firsthand uh, experience where 
just letting them know and sharing, you know, the things that I've learned and tips and tricks along the way so they can also get some of those great benefits. And so for someone who is looking to get started in real estate and creating some more passive income from themselves as well, what are some of the tips that you can offer to the new investor who is looking to kind of get started in this space? I would say just really getting out of your shell. And if you feel like, you know, that's what you want to do, you kind of have to get yourself pumped up and, and figure, you know, figuring out your why, like for both of us, I, you know, I think our family is our why and just having that motivation and understanding that you can read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, but like going to the meetups or if there's in-person conferences and talking to other people and building those relationships it's not one of those things where you can go it alone. You know, sure, you can buy a bunch of single family homes and probably do everything yourself and go about it that way. But if you want to get farther, faster, you know, relying and working with other people, it's probably going to be a lot more fun that way too. And so, yeah, I would say having those relationships and networking and talking with other people. Yeah, I love it because especially when we were talking about our big why, and you mentioned for both of us, it's family, which is true because. Mm-hmm as you're going along this path and then you're just trying to figure out, you know, do I want to stay in this space? There's a lot of things that go into real estate investing. And so if your why isn't big enough, a lot of times it's easy enough to fall off and to like give up and quit when you're not seeing the traction that you're seeing and everything like that. But if you keep in the forefront of your mind, like, why am I doing this? I'm trying to create some time freedom for myself, trying to create an environment for my family, you know, putting those types of things like in the forefront of your mind and continuing to revisit them. It continuously gives you energy because a lot of times we're not seeing the traction. We're not seeing the results all the time that we are expecting, especially in today's environment where, you know, you want instant gratification, you know, you want to see the results right away. And in this business, you're not going to be seeing that right away. And so finding your big why and having that be the forefront of everything and making sure that that's strong enough will continue to keep driving you. And I think right along with that, going to the meetups and conferences and speaking with other people that are kind of on that same path with you. And if they're having hurdles or, you know, different things to overcome, like it keeps you in the race, it keeps you hungry and and it helps you just stay motivated to keep pressing forward. Yeah, absolutely. Being in the same space, like, you know, having those conversations with people, being in the, surrounding yourselves with the same types of people with um, similar types of mentality, where you're not really competing against them, but you're learning from them and you're seeing other people in the space and you're wanting to strive and you want to continuously better yourselves because you're surrounding yourselves with these types of people. You know, I, I think it's really important. And so I, I think it's a great topic that you just touched on. Oh, thanks. Yep. <laughs> so for Nate, for you, like, what are you looking to focus on next? I would say just doing more deals, you know, you either need a deal or you need money, AKA investors. And so I'm doing both those uh, right now. And then I, I think I had mentioned briefly, I do um, brokerage. So I help, you know, current owners sell their multifamily properties as well uh, here in the Midwest, but just figuring out, and it's always kind of a tinkering process where you're trying new things, seeing what works and, and, you know, doing some slight adjustments, but doing marketing for properties that are off market and then just putting out education because, you know, I know that I've learned so much from watching other people, you know, their videos, or if it's a free ebook or whatever it is doing that and and putting it out there for other people to consume. So hopefully, you know, they'd be able to get some of the great benefits that uh, you and I both know about. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. 
Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And how are you finding your deals in today's market? Um, Most of them are through brokers. So I do co-sponsor deals with another private equity group here in the town where I live. And so it's tough out there. It's competitive. People are throwing crazy money, money at different projects. So you really have to stay true to your underwriting. And so there have been less deals than normal, but doing that. And then in the meantime, like I'd said, doing marketing for other off-market properties and and help try to scrounge something up. And in all your experience in real estate investing so far, you know, what has been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face? Biggest challenges, I would say just really understanding that it's not a get rich quick scheme. Like you invest, uh, if you're doing value add properties, it takes time, you know, to make the improvements to the property and raise the rents and, and do all that sort of thing. So you kind of, maybe you've replayed it in your head or you think, you know, the way uh, the repositioning of a property is going to happen, you know, it should take X amount of time, but there's always things that come up and rolling with the punches and just being flexible and knowing that it, it takes time. Are there any ways or strategies that you kind of utilize to stay focused and to continuously keep the ball moving? Having systems and blocking out, you know, times on your calendar so you don't have uh, just things kind of come up and, and it's like a rabbit hole, you know, that sucks away your time and not using your inbox as a to-do list. Just making sure that you spend your time on the, the most important tasks and also kind of along with that, being able to delegate tasks that, you know, you might not need to be doing yourself. So actually right now or, or this week, my whole family is helping me send out some direct mail letters to owners. So like my wife is folding them, putting them in and uh, my sons are putting stamps on and, you know, closing the envelope. And so I used to do all that stuff myself. I thought, well, <laughs> I only have so much time. I might as well get the whole family involved. And so it's worked out great because they, they feel like they're contributing as well. And it lets them know kind of a little peek into what I, what I do and what I look for. Cause ultimately I think just knowing how great and awesome real estate is, I, I want to expose my kids to it in hopes, you know, they can do whatever they want, but I just want them to know that it takes a few years or some time to kind of build up that base knowledge. But after you're there, you can get some investments and have some properties and then you can do whatever you want. You know, if you have other passions or, or want to pursue other jobs, it's just such a great thing that I want to share it with them. Oh, awesome. And I love the fact that you've made it a, a family activity <laughs> to help you <laughs> with the mailers. And so like, giving them a little peek into to real estate. Can you also share any other, I guess, strategies or ways that you've, you know, incorporated your family and your, you know, your kids into what you're doing and imparting that knowledge from that you have to them? Sure. 
not too long ago, there are some Robert Kiyosaki books for kids. I read that with my sons and just, I don't know if they're really grasped everything, but I know that they know that there's assets and liabilities. And we've talked about, you know, like what other things can they do to invest in assets because they know it's good. I don't know if they understand, you know, why it's good. And we kind of talked about, you know, like a gumball machine or a candy machine or something like that, where you're not having to put in the work, but you're still making money. So I'd like to get them involved with, you know, investing in real estate sometime soon, but I, I guess I just right now is not the right time, but reading them books and then just kind of having conversations. Um, and they hear me talk on the phone, you know, with other investors or other owners and just exposing them to what I'm doing. And they're just naturally curious. So then it turns into a conversation. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's really important, you know, exposing them to that, to what you're doing and exposing them to, you know, the different concepts and what they can do. And like you said, it might not click right away, but kids are smart. They start picking up on things. And one day, you know, that light bulb is going to go off and they're like, oh, this is what he's been talking about. This is what dad has been talking about all these years. You know, like it totally makes sense now. Uh huh. Yep. That's it. (laughs) And so Nate, you know, as you've been going along your real estate journey, is there anything that you wish you knew now that you wish you knew when you first started? I think just in general, how money works, and then also the the great benefits of real estate. And so just, you know, real quick on those, you know, the income or cash flow that you're getting, the tax advantages, the accelerated depreciation you can get, the equity buildup, you know, you're paying off your your note over time. And then the the hedge against inflation, you know, as time passes, the rents are going to creep up. And then using leverage, you know, you're leveraging probably a, a lender or a bank to buy the property. And if you're you know, participating in the syndication, then you're really leaning on the expertise of the the sponsors and their credit and their knowledge and all of their resources. And so I kind of got off topic there. What was the last part of that question? Is there anything that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Yeah, that. And I actually, there was a LinkedIn post that I just posted about doing a HELOC and the comments that I got on it really kind of opened my eyes and made me think back to my first impressions when I heard of a HELOC, um, home equity line of credit, if anybody out there isn't familiar, but just you know, understanding that the money that you put into your primary residence, if it's just sitting stale or, or dead in there, it could be working for you somehow. And so I had proposed on this post that you can use your HELOC and you could use it for a real estate investment or something else that would bring in some money. And there was a one gentleman that just thought, you know, it was insanely dangerous and you shouldn't do that because it's so risky. And I think I probably would have agreed with him a, a while ago, but in order to feel comfortable with it, I suppose you have to just be around it long enough and, you know, have the education and know what you'd want to do with it. Because I think back then in my life, I wasn't aware of, you know, private placement, you know, offerings or ways to participate in real estate without buying the whole building yourself. And so just being uh, aware of those things uh, of how money works and the great benefits of, of owning real estate. Absolutely. It's just another tool that we can utilize. So the more we can learn about, you know, a different strategy or anything like that. And before we start implementing it, the better for us, you know, we just want to make sure that we fully understand it. 
And if you don't understand it, you know, there's a lot of resources out there that we can reach out to people in the space who are very open to sharing their knowledge. Um, and then especially in today's in today's environment, too, there's so much like free resources out there that we can get to understanding all the different concepts and everything that, you know, the new concepts and everything that, that we're introduced to. So it's just wanting to do your research and just reaching out and just really understanding. Yep, for sure. So Nate, in real estate, you know, is there one specific thing that you can kind of think of that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? I think going back to just where the path that I had, had went along is just doing, you know, or understanding that you need to educate yourself and figure out, you know, your goals and your why. Otherwise, you're not going to have that drive and be able to pull the trigger once, you know, an investment opportunity is is in front of you. And that probably is going to take months, more like years. And so I remember before doing my first larger investment, you know, you kind of get the cold sweats. You're like, wow, I'm putting this much money. Am I going to get taken for a ride? Are they going to Mexico with my money? And, you know, something like that, where, and maybe that brings in part of the relationships too. You know, you have to trust who you're investing with or, you know, associating yourself with, but just having that foresight to get yourself ready to make that commitment. And if you don't do the education piece, then I don't think you'll be confident enough to, to make it happen. And so once you get the educational piece of things, you know, and you feel comfortable that you have the knowledge base, what allows you to, I guess, to help you take that leap and actually take that action? I think then that's where the networking part comes in, where if you talk with other people that have been on that same path and kind of had that hesitation, or you're able to see what deals they've invested in and able to draw some similarities to, oh, well, if they were able to do this and see this kind of result, you know, maybe I'm not so crazy and maybe this, you know, actually will work and I'll, I'll be able to make this a successful investment. So just getting, you know, that feedback and being able to talk with other people that have been in that same position. Yeah, I think it does help, you know, it, it helps to create that certain kind of like that certainty or like that you're making a right move and everything like that by having those conversations with other people who have experience in the space. And then mm -hmm. just getting, you know, just getting feedback and just really understanding and understanding what you're getting yourself into. Right. Yep. It's super important. So Nate, do you have any tools or techniques that you've used to improve the efficiency of your life or your business that you can share with us today? My kids, right? To help me with the letters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the best tools. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just basically using the resources that you have, which in my situation right now is my kids to help uh, get these letters out. I feel pretty probably standard where using Calendly, like that saves so much time instead of going back and forth and, you know, setting up uh, investor calls that way. I would say those two things are kind of it. I'm pretty simple business, either got to find the the deals or the money. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that, Nate. Yep. Thanks for having me, Eileen. I appreciate it. And so if our listeners wanted to find out more about you, Nate, where is the best place that they can go? Sure. Uh, you can go to redelminvesting.com. And I just released a passive investor checklist. If you go to the site, it's at the top of the homepage and it's it's all over the site. But if you're wondering what you should be looking for, if you're going to be doing an investing, especially you know during a, a pandemic or after, um, I've put quite a lot of thought into it and made a checklist um, that I've gotten a lot of great feedback on. So yeah, uh, Red Elm Investing, that's R-E-D-E-L-M investing.com. Perfect. Thank you so much again, Nate. 
Okay. Thanks, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.